this is something this is a bernie story uh that is just so nuts just so kooky that i i had to cover because it made me laugh uh, out of the new york post this is another bernie hit piece that is uh, i just i don't even know what their their goal was with this but i thought you guys would get a a true kick out of it too so this is out, out of the new york post which as you know is not like a bastion of journalism but it's the title is book reveals bernie's hotel demands king size beds and 60 degree rooms oh my gosh guys could you believe it what a what a dictator um, so it goes through and it's just absurd. And it says, Senator Bernie Sanders is a demanding hotel guest whose requirements would make even the most pampered celebrity blush, according to a new book detailing Democratic Party politics. In an excerpt from Battle for the Soul, Inside the Democrats' Campaigns to Defeat Trump, author Edward Isaac DeVore reports that following Sanders' surprisingly strong 2016 presidential campaign, the Democratic Socialist staffers put together a Senator Comfort memo detailing his specifications for each hotel stay on his travels. The excerpt was first reported by Fox News. By the way, this is so common. This is not at all out of the norm. Anyone who is notable at all has what's called a rider. And it's just normal. It's so normal. This is just this is just what happens. And nothing Bernie asked for is crazy at all. So according to DeVore, Sanders preferred suites with bathtubs. Oh my God, guys, bathtubs? Are you kidding? Bathtubs? Can you guys believe that Bernie Sanders wants to bathe? That's crazy. And a king-sized bed. Whoa. Can you believe he wants a king-sized bed? Like when he like and jane like want to sleep and they want a king-size bed just what a criminal guys which had to have a down comforter or another blanket in the closet like the, even the freaking like eight what is it the eight i don't know the eight motel whatever it is all the all the motels which we stay in uh, at status quo we stay in we stay in inexpensive motels and hotels and stuff they always have a like it in the closet. That's just normal. This is crazy. He preferred that the extra blanket be dark blue and made of cotton. Sanders, 79, required that his room be kept at 60 degrees, even if it meant opening a window in winter or manually overriding the hotel's climate control system. This is just normal. It's not hard. <laughs> we can simply switch the the thing. It's not hard. This is just so funny. DeVore recounts one incident on a trip to California when a hotel worker tried and failed to get their room to the required coolness. So Chloe, DeVore writes, an annoyed Sanders told the employee, you don't want me to sleep tonight. The book adds that Sanders would preserve his men of the people bona fides by turning down room upgrades. Oh my God, guys. He turned down room upgrades. Can you believe this guy? Occasionally swapping with aides and telling them, if there's a bomb in there, it's yours tonight. What? Bernie Sanders trying to murder his aides. Confirmed. The comfort memo also reportedly required that Sanders hotel rooms be stocked with green tea with honey, Gatorade, and assorted nuts. 
this guy, this guy out of control. <laughs> this is just, <laughs> this is crazy. The book also delves into Sanders' affection for private jets, which is not like we've seen pictures of him, like literally just flying in coach. According to DeVore, while Sanders was initially sheepish about using a chartered campaign plane, he got a kick out of not worrying about being late for a flight that couldn't take off without him. In fact, Sanders developed such a taste for flying private that his staff crafted a memo detailing the minimum requirements for any plane trip Sanders took beyond his regular flights to and from his home state of Vermont. Couldn't be too cramped, couldn't get too bumpy, according to DeVore. During his 2020 presidential campaign, Sanders even used a private plane to travel to and from Iowa during breaks in then-President Donald Trump's first impeachment trial. Sanders' office did not immediately return requests for comment. Maybe Sanders' office didn't immediately return requests for comments because you guys are insane. <laughs> Maybe they have more important things to do than return your crazy requests for comment. <laughs> like, I just, I got such a kick out of this article because it is such a reach. Um, I, I just, I can't. Uh, it's a, it's a real throwback to the campaign trail when they would, uh, you know, just just pull anything out of out of their pocket to try to j smear Bernie with with absolutely everything they could, such as like the, the jacket that he wears all the time, absolutely everywhere. That is, I think it was his son-in-law or, or someone got it for him and he wears it literally everywhere all the time. And they're like, Bernie Sanders jacket costs four hundred dollars. <laughs> it's like, what? What? So anyway, I, I think that is absolutely hilarious. Just so funny. I had to share it um, just for good times, good times, good times. I'm going to just start at the beginning here um, and kind of give people how this all started, how it kind of became okay to talk about this. This Wall Street Journal article was the first kind of indication that it was okay to talk about this. If you if you guys will recall, Donald Trump and friends started to talk about the lab leak theory back when Trump was in office, but it was very quickly hush hushed, and that it was a very partisan issue, and it, no one, especially on the on the left, was you know, it was thought to be not okay to talk about it. It was thought to be racist to talk about it. The very fact or idea that COVID could have possibly leaked from labs or a lab that tests um, viruses such as this, which I always thought it was ridiculous that we couldn't even think about such a theory. But now things are changing. So here is how it kind of uh, started to change. This is out of the Wall Street Journal and May 23rd was when the, the tide started to turn. Intelligence on six staff at Wuhan lab fuels debate on COVID-19 origin. Report says researchers went to hospital in November 2019, shortly before a confirmed outbreak adds to calls for probe of whether virus escaped lab. 
Three researchers from China's Wuhan Institute of Virology became sick enough in November 2019 that they sought hospital care, according to a previously undisclosed U.S. intelligence report that could add weight to growing calls for a fuller probe of whether the COVID-19 virus may have escaped from the laboratory. The details of the reporting go beyond a State Department fact sheet issued during the final days of the Trump administration, which said that several researchers at the lab, a center for the study of coronaviruses and other pathogens, became sick in autumn 2019 with symptoms consistent with both COVID-19 and common seasonal illness. The disclosure of the number of researchers, the timing of their illnesses, and their hospital visits came on the e- come on the eve of the meeting of the World Health Organization's decision-making body, which is expected to discuss the next phase of an investigation into COVID-19's origins. Current and former officials familiar with the intelligence about the lab researchers expressed differing views about the strength of the supporting evidence for the assessment. One person said that it was provided by an international partner and was potentially significant, but still in need of further investigation and and additional corroboration, which I think is fine, right? It's okay to research things. It's okay to look into things. That should always be okay. I don't understand when it would never not be okay. It shouldn't be labeled racist to want to look into things. If there are reasons or if there's evidence, why wouldn't we want to look into it? If if there was a lab leak, why wouldn't we want to know that? Why was it immediately shut down? It, It doesn't make any sense. Now, what is allowed is changing. And that's weird (laughs) for so many reasons. Why does it take the media, why does it take, you know, uh, the calls of politicians to tell you what is okay to think about? Why all of a sudden, just because, you know, a Democrat uh, says, oh, it is okay to think this now, it is okay to think about this It is now okay for you to think about the potential of a lab leak. You can now think about this. Why does it take that? That's not how it should be. It should always be okay to think about that. It always made sense to think about a lab leak. (laughs) If a lab in Wuhan is is, uh, creating and like testing viruses, there's always going to be the potential for leaks. Yes, always. We do that too. I think there are other things out there that have leaked. Going back to the Politico article, uh, which came out, what day is it? Came out yesterday. Dems back growing calls for Congress to probe COVID lab leak theory. The ongoing discussions on Capitol Hill represent a remarkable bipartisan agreement that Congress should investigate the origins of a virus that has killed 3.5 million people worldwide. Yes, it has killed 3.5 million people worldwide. Why weren't we always looking at all potential 
avenues. Why? Support is growing in Congress for a probe of the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, an effort that could pit Democratic lawmakers against the Biden administration as China Hawks drew new attention to the theory that the virus leaked from a Wuhan lab. It's not yet clear what form the congressional inquiry would take, particularly whether the COVID origin question would be part of a broader review of the global crisis and the U.S. response. Democrats had previously dismissed the lab leak theory as a GOP talking point, but lawmakers from both parties are giving the scenario renewed consideration after the Wall Street Journal reported that three scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology were hospitalized in November 2019 after developing symptoms consistent with COVID-19. Senior Biden administration officials have repeatedly said that any investigation into the origins of the virus should be spearheaded by an independent inter international group such as the World Health Organization, which, by the way, the, the WHO might be complicit in this. Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Basara was the latest to press that argument in remarks Tuesday before a WHO ministerial meeting. But the WHO's first stab at an investigation, which resulted in a report in March that said the lab leak theory was extremely unlikely, was stymied because China would not share key lab records and data. On Wednesday, President Joe Biden said he had asked U.S. intelligence agencies to redouble their efforts to collect and analyze information that could bring us closer to a definitive conclusion on the origins of COVID-19 and to report back in 90 days. He added that a preliminary report by U.S. intelligence agencies earlier this month coalesced around two likely scenarios, a laboratory accident or human contact with an infected animal. I have asked for areas of further inquiry that may be required, including specific questions for China. I have also asked that this effort include work by our national labs and other agencies of our government to augment the intelligence community's efforts, Biden said in the statement. So I won't uh, read this entire thing to you. I think what is important to understand is that this is a complete reversal. This is an absolute 180. No Democrats would talk about this before. No Democrats would talk about about this at all. Facebook is rescinding its months-old ban on posts suggesting the coronavirus was created by humans, the social media giant announced Wednesday. As some experts argue the virus's origins remain unclear and the theory that it escaped from a research lab, an idea still short on concrete evidence, shouldn't be dismissed yet. Facebook first barred posts claiming the coronavirus is man-made or manufactured in early February, part of a wider effort to tamp down on misinformation about COVID-19 and common vaccines on its platform. The company rolled back this policy against speculating on how the virus was created Wednesday evening, setting ongoing probes into the origins of the pandemic. We're continuing to work with health experts to keep pace with the evolving nature of the pandemic and regularly update our policies as new facts and trends emerge. In the early days of the pandemic, most health experts argued the coronavirus probably originated in animals and then jumped to humans naturally. 
But a handful of observers, including former President Donald Trump's allies, floated the possibility that the virus leaked from a laboratory like China's Wuhan Institute of Virology. Some experts dismissed this theory last year and argued there's little evidence to back it up. But in the last few weeks, a number of scientists and public officials have called for more scrutiny. In a letter in the journal Science two weeks ago, several scientists argued the lab accident hypothesis is still viable and deserves to be studied. And President Joe Biden said Wednesday, U.S. intelligence agencies haven't reached a conclusion on the lab accident theory or the animal spillover theory. So the article goes on a, a little bit. It's, it's not a very extensive article, but you get the point. You get the point. It's a matter of censorship. It's a matter of suppression. I'm not saying that the virus leaked from a lab. I'm saying it's okay to explore if it did. It was always okay to explore if it did. It's important to explore if it did. How much time have we lost? I'm not a fan of spreading conspiracy theories, especially harmful conspiracy theories on social media. No, I don't want that. But what do we lose when we don't even allow conversation, when we don't allow exploration, when we silence the voices of scientists? I, I literally, I, I cannot understand how people can knowingly hurt others, knowingly do bad things, um, especially those who purport to do good things, but know that they're doing bad things, if that makes sense. So cults fascinate me uh, for for so many reasons. I could go on and on about that. But Scientology is, is one of those cults that that I am interested in. Just I, I just, you know, Leah Remini's stuff I find interesting to watch. Um, I I think that it's very brave of her to have come forward and to have shared so much. Obviously, I think like anyone who knows about Scientology is interested in um, what Tom, like what the hell's going on with Tom Cruise, <laughs> you know, all of that sort of thing. But I, you know, one of the thing that's things that's in the news right now that I don't think is getting enough attention is is what the hell is going on with Danny Masterson. So Danny Masterson, he's not like a superstar, but he's he's pretty well known. If you guys watched that '70s show, he was you know he was the cool like curly haired kid, like chill whatever. But he's a Scientologist. By the way, a lot of people don't realize this, but um, but uh, uh, Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist, which I find so crazy. Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. And she's in The Handmaid's Tale. Like, why doesn't she see it? Why doesn't she see it? Why? Anyway, that's just a side note. But my my whole point here is Danny Masterson is in Scientology, as are a lot of people that you probably might not expect. And right now he is in a rape trial because he's a, a bad person. And 
through this rape trial, actually a lot of uh, Scientology secrets are coming out into the open. So this article is out of the LA Times and it's titled Scientology Secrets Spill Into Open in Danny Masterson Rape Case. And this article came out today. As, oh, so for some background, if you guys aren't aware, just, just so you know, like if you guys haven't watched any of, of Leah Remini's stuff, whatever, the Scientologist, if if you um, if you are in it, you, like you're you're in it, and people enter it thinking it's going to help change their their lives. You're not allowed to take psychiatric medications. They don't believe in psychiatrists, whatever. Um, you end up paying a ton of money to like advance. They believe in like wacky shit, like. There's Xeno, there's like, like freaking alien stuff at the end. Um, it was created by L. Ron Hubbard, who is a, a science fiction writer. I, I don't know how people could ever believe this, but they do. And you you pay to get to, to the end, uh, which no one ever really does. But in any case, they, they pay to, to get to it. There's a Scientology, there's like, there's a celebrity center. Um, and it, it's a lot, it's, it's a whole lot. But if you defect, then um, you can get cut off from your, your family. Like you're considered a suppressive person. So there's a lot of reporting or speculation about, for example, what happened when Katie Holmes left Tom Cruise and like what happened to Surrey Cruise and all of that sort of thing. And so like when Leah Remini left, her family went with her, thankfully. Um, but there's 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 a lot going on uh, there, which happens with a lot of cults. Like one of the signs of of it something being a cult is that if you leave it or whatever, if, if you enter it, then you are supposed to not be with your family or like they want to cut you off from your family. Like they want you to focus only on the, on the cult. So there's a lot of abuse that takes place with Scientology and anyone that speaks out against Scientology or anyone that like leaves it and uh, speaks out against it is often harassed and um, abused. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Um, Scientology has one of the best public relations, um, things going on. They have a huge social media presence. They are also, due to Hollywood, due to money, they, um, they're able to do a lot of things that other cults, like, aren't able to do. So they're very well connected. They're, they're very, um, they, ha they have a lot of power. So anyway, back to Danny Masterson. The Church of Scientology works hard to keep its inner workings out of the public eye. It has hired private detectives to keep tabs on straying members, and experts say its lawyers vigorously defend against legal incursions, arguing to judges that Scientology's beliefs are not courtroom fodder. By the way, they are legally registered as a church, so they don't pay taxes. Hmm. But at a hearing last week in the rape case against actor Danny Masterson, church officials were unable to stop their practices from being debated in open court. 
Three women took the stand to recount violent sexual assaults allegedly committed by the celebrity Scientologist, and each told similar stories of how church officials tried to stop them from reporting Masterson to police. One woman testified that a church official instructed her to write a statement showing she would take responsibility for a 2001 assault in which she alleges Masterson raped her while she was unconscious. Another woman who was born into Scientology and planned to report Masterson to police in 2004, a year after she said he raped her at his Hollywood mansion, recounted how a Scientology attorney showed up at her family's home. The lawyer, according to the woman, warned that she would be expelled from the church if she went to authorities. We're going to work out how you cannot lose your daughter, the attorney told the woman's father, according to her testimony. The focus on Scientology during the preliminary hearing, which stretched over four days and included lengthy discussions of internal church texts and doctrine, wasn't lost on Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Charlene Olmedo. In ruling that there was sufficient evidence against Masterson to allow the case to proceed toward trial, Almedo concluded Scientology has an expressly written doctrine that not only discourages but prohibits its members from reporting one another to law enforcement. So that's something that is important to understand is that Scientology essentially has written its own laws and rules and that members are expected to abide by that. So if there are abuses, and there are many, many abuses, there's the Sea Org, which abuses many, many, many children, um, forcing them to work in severe labor abuses, etc. cetera. Uh, that's not supposed to be reported according to these insane rules. Um, official, you know, they're, they're essentially allowed to operate with their own, in their own world. And because they're registered as a church, uh, because they don't have to pay, um, you know, the, the taxes that they would have to pay if they weren't registered as a church, because of the power that they hold, they get away with, with so much and so many people are fearful of them because they operate as a mob also. It's horrific to think about what goes unreported and, and what happens behind closed doors. It was a type of public dissection that is unusual for the insular enigmatic institution. The church, which counts a number of high-profile actors among its parishioners and operates a celebrity center in the heart of Hollywood, has long been accused of going to extraordinary lengths to keep criminal allegations and other claims of wrongdoing in-house, experts said. The activities of Scientology have been so much a part of the evidence that's being put forth as to why these women were not immediately going to law enforcement that it sort of a brought the dirty laundry out into public view, which is exactly what Scientology does not want to have happen, said Mike Rinder, the church's former top spokesman, who left the faith, which why is the lot, like, this is what's wrong with corporate media. Why is the LA Times writing who left the faith in 2007? No. Who left the cult in 2007? 
Why are they writing The Faith? That's absurd. That's so, why? Why are you writing that in LA Times? That's ridiculous. Mike Rinder's great, though. Mike Rinder, look him up. He works with uh, Leah Remini often to uh, reveal what's happening with Scientology. In statements to the Times, the church denied it has a policy that dissuades members from reporting crimes, despite repeated references to Scientology texts during the hearing that appeared to include the directive. Uh, Karen, Karen Powell, the, the church's top spokeswoman, said Olmeda's comments were flat out wrong and dismissed the allegations against Masterson as nothing more than a money shakedown by women who are also engaged in a civil suit against him. So basically anything you see by Karen is just a lie. The women, Powell claimed without evidence, are parroting comments made by Leah Remini, an actress who became an outspoken critic of Scientology after breaking with it in 2015. Render is a co-executive producer with Remedy of a Netflix series about Scientology. The case against Masterson, who starred in the 2000 sitcom That 70s Show, is a relatively rare example of a Scientologist facing criminal charges. One woman testified that she wrote a letter to an international justice chief whom she described as the church's ultimate authority on disputes between Scientologists, seeking permission to sue Masterson permission, permission, which you have to seek, to sue Masterson and report him to the police. References were made in court to knowledge reports, things that shouldn't be reports, and OW write-ups. A prosecutor repeatedly evoked books and letters written by L. Ron Hubbard, the former science fiction author who founded the church as official Scientology doctrine. When a woman explained during her testimony that WAGLA is the church's disdainful term for police and courts, Almedo asked if Scientologists refer to non-members as WAGs, much like wizards in the fictional universe of Harry Potter call non-magical people muggles. I suppose, the woman responded, it's not a nice thing. Almeida slapped down the request, saying she found it interesting that Mesereau argued Scientology should have little to do with the case, but also referred to the church 88 times in a 29-page brief. The, it's classified as a, a church, which lets it get away with all kinds of stuff. It's It has its own laws. It brainwashes people. And no one is held accountable. I mean, it, there's there's so much here. It, it's it's protected by politicians. It's protected because it's Hollywood. It's protected by all of its money. Um, I don't even I don't remember if I said church already, but I'll say it again because church protects you know the fact that it's designated as a church gives it so much protection. 